What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? Welcome. We're here on Friday. What's today's date? March 5th. And uh, thank you all to tuning in uh, for tuning in live. The live Twitch. We're on the Foxhole app. Hope you guys like that live countdown screen. <laughs> that cracks me up. I like the music. Now I got to work on a new intro. Still using the destroying the illusion branding on it. But hey, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about in this one today. I want to touch on March 4th, the big date yesterday that absolutely nothing happened on we'll talk about that some youtube censorship we'll talk about some ufos some big pharma we're gonna kind of sprinkle everything into this one and hey i wanted to uh apologize for going kind of a wall the past couple of days i was just not feeling good so i missed wednesday's stream and i missed the uh zoom call yesterday that i normally do with everybody signed up to my subscribe star and jordansather.tv but we're here live today. I've got some videos coming over the next few days. Some, some pretty good ones. They'll probably rock the boat. We gotta, we got some shit to stir. If you know what I'm talking about. And then I'll be doing that Zoom call for everybody on Sunday. Everybody signed up to my uh, patronage platforms. Do that on Sunday at uh, noon. So anyway, getting into today's stream, folks. What's up, everybody on D Live? Thank you, thank you. Let me get this. Uh, let me get all the comments up here for everybody on Twitch. Man, doing these live streams, there's so many little things to make sure you've got you've got to have this turned off and that up and that set right and it's it's kind of a pain in the ass, not going to lie, but hey, we're making it happen. So, let's bring up the screen here. And the first thing I want to tell you guys about is another deplatforming. It's like I make another video and there's another friggin' platform to tell you guys about that suspended me. I like to say unpersoned because that's, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to wipe your existence off the internet and any of the information that you've been talking about. But this one was, believe it or not, Cash App. Yes, Cash App deleted my account. I had no idea. They didn't send me an email. They didn't send me a notification. What I was trying to do is pay my graphics guy, the guy that makes the thumbnails for all these videos, helps me out. Uh, I tried to pay him money on Cash App. I kept getting an error message and I'm like, dude, can you try to can you try to request money from me? This is uh this isn't working. So he tried to do that. Same thing, error message, and I finally fiddled around with it and found the right button to figure out what was going on. They told me my account was closed. This is the screen that came up. So man, and come to find out, Cash App is owned by the Square company, Square payment processor. Square, guess who the CEO of Square is? Jack Dorsey. Oh, yes. The Twitter CEO, Jack Dorsey, is also the CEO of Square that owns Cash App. I shit you not. So screw you, Jack. Double screw you, man. How many accounts has he taken down of mine by now? I don't, I don't know. So somebody on DLive says, Foxhole isn't working for me. Ooh, bummer. Yeah, I'm not about to try to fix that right now. That would take me far too long. So, uh. Ooh. hopefully it gets up and work in there they told me it was all good so 
I'll check that after I'm done with the stream here. But hey, if you want to support me, there's still plenty of ways to do that. Subscribe star, my.tv. There's ways on my website you can check out too. Not really a big deal that Cash App deplatform me, but it's just another notch on the belt. You know, literally at this point, I don't know how many have taken me down. At least 15, literally, that have either terminated me or demonetized me or removed posts of mine or something. 15, maybe even more platforms than that. Like it could even be 17. It, it it's funny if it would be that number. I'll I'll tally it up after after I'm done here. But man, over the target, right? Over the target. You know what's funny? I listen to people on like their videos and on their social media platforms and stuff like that. They bitch and moan about getting censored and suspended and deplatformed and stuff like this. But then I'm listening to them on like YouTube and Instagram complain and bitch and moan about about their censorship. <laughs> I'm like you guys don't know a thing about being censored. So a lot of people are trying to use uh, deplatforming and censorship as like a way to gain fake credibility, like fake clout. A bunch of people are clout chasing with censorship. They're like, oh, I got this post censored and stuff like that. So you got to be careful. A lot of people are trying to, you know, gain the fake cred these days. And there's a lot of weird snakes peddling their bullshit on, on social media. That's for sure. And that's a subject for future videos. Let's get now into uh, the earthquake, actually. Quick note on this, and then we'll move into talking about the whole uh, March 4th dealio. So we got a few big earthquakes in uh, near Z New Zealand, southern Pacific area, near New Zealand in the last 48, 24 to 48 hours. The best person I've seen analyze these earthquakes is Ben Davidson at Suspicious Observers. I can't shout out his channel enough. That's why I'm showing it to you here because he just gives great scientific news behind all this stuff. And it's science you won't see in the mainstream media. Uh, he is attacked all the time, called a pseudoscientist or a quack, something like that. So he's probably over the target, most definitely is in my opinion. And he did a great video showing how atmospheric electricity currents and solar forcing as well we had some uh coronal holes facing earth in the past couple of days those also have an effect on earthquakes and if you get all these you know kind of in like a perfect storm all coincidentally working together you can predict earthquakes to uh you know varying degree of probability so he discusses it in that video you can go find it at uh suspicious observers that youtube channel Moving on now into March 4th, man. Actually, first, let's talk about this video that was on the White House page. I've got so many tabs up here that I am forgetting which order I have them in. But uh, next one, we'll start talking about March 4th. This one is the video that was on the White House YouTube channel. Now, pretty much since Joe Biden's been inaugurated, every single video that's been posted to the White House YouTube account has had their comments disabled disabled so nobody's been able to you know roast them in the comments you can see the ratio on every single video and it's like 90 percent dislikes to 10 percent likes yeah sure he got 80 million votes most popular president ever bullshit but a couple of days ago they uploaded a video to the white house account you can see here it was this one president biden participates in virtual event blah 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 and Whoever was managing 
the White House YouTube account, they forgot to disable the comments on this one video. And it was, ooh, it was a, it was a shit show for a solid like half hour to an hour there. People found out, they started pouring in. This one was my favorite, the one I have up here on the screen. Let me make it big so you can read it. Somebody said, Biden is as disabled as these comments will be within the next 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, give that dude a medal. He wins the internet for yesterday, that's for sure. And he was totally right. Within like just a few minutes, the comments on this video were disabled. But ooh, it was it was golden. Somebody on Twitch said, uh, oh, I'm also not live on Foxhole. I will make sure that is good for Monday, the next stream. Hey, speaking of which, I'm going to try to figure out how to go live from my phone on Foxhole. I miss doing that because on YouTube, we were able to just go live right from the app. Uh, I want to figure out how to go live from my phone on Foxhole. Streams there, like, not these ones, but I don't know, shoot the shit with you guys on Foxhole at any given time. So uh, maybe I'll try that over the weekend, like tomorrow or Sunday, try to go live on Foxhole from my phone. So, hey, if you don't have the Foxhole app, go download it. Go download it before maybe it gets kicked off the, uh, the app store, right? So moving on, next thing I have to show you guys. So let's talk about March 4th, man. It was a total drama queen fest yesterday. On one hand, absolutely nothing happened. On the other hand, all the blue check marks, all the politicians, all the all the people just lost in fantasy land light, right? The the brainwashed sheep out there. They were just being drama queens, acting like there was just some giant threat when literally not a single freaking person was there. So here's an example tweet. It says scenes from the Capitol where officials are on high alert following a credible threat of extremist violence. Yeah, what what credible threat is that? Um, high alert clearly doesn't look like anybody was on high alert there. Like it was just a, it was just, <laughs> you got to laugh at it. Like you can't not laugh at their absolute ridiculousness. The democratic coalition on Twitter at the Dem coalition for the second time in less than two months, QAnon has shut down the Congress of the United States. Are you kidding me? QAnon shut it down? Now, dude, they took time off themselves and blamed it on Q. They wanted a vacation, those congressmen. They're lazy asses. They wanted a vacay, so they said, ah, Q, let's just, let's just blame it on a threat, and let's get out of here. Every Republican needs to clearly condemn Q today. Reply with hashtag condemn Q day if you agree. Probably nobody replied, but... Just an example, example of that drama queen fest. We got another here, something that did actually trend on Twitter. Hashtag QAnon cult. QAnon cult. Apparently, this is a cult. A cult that I've never had a membership in. Like, where, where are the meetings at? Let me let me know where the meetings are. How do I how do I sign up? Who's leading this cult? Seriously. I mean. I've been, I was like the first person on YouTube to start talking about Q, maybe, like October 2017. Uh, I still haven't found out how to join the cult. I don't know. It's kind of weird. But anyway, fake Twitter trending. We know that. Twitter allows what to trend. They purposefully trend certain things. So they just want people to think it's a 
friggin' cult. Meanwhile, people promoting the idea that Q's a cult have zero idea what they're actually talking about. And then we had the, uh, what should we call them? The Blue Checkmark Brigade. They came out to play in full force yesterday. We had uh, Tim Pool, you know. He gets the he gets the lefties moving more towards kind of a logical thought process, but then uh, he just hits them with I don't know some really dumb comments, kind of like this one: Joe Biden is president. Trump will not be inaugurated in some quote new republic or quote restored republic. So he's taken a really underhanded, like underhanded, backhanded swipe at the Q crowd here. Doesn't know what he's talking about, and again. To reiterate here, most Q followers didn't didn't believe anything about March 4th. I, I didn't think shit was going to happen yesterday. Last time Q posted was December 8th. And go through their 4,000 plus drops. There's really uh, not, March, not much about March 4th, 2021. Okay? Nothing about March 4th, 2021. And a lot of people promoting the ideas about yesterday were, um, shall we say, injected anons, right? Another uh, subject for future videos. But yeah, people saying dumb things all over the place. Of course, Jack Poso, he's never not going to take a swipe at the Q crowd when he has the opportunity because <laughs> Q put his ass on blast a couple of years ago. So Jack Poso's probably got some Probably got a chip on his shoulder. Happy fake inauguration day. I don't like his attitude, not going to lie. Jack Poso is just like, ooh, the arrogance drips off his off his ass. Then we got Cat Turd. I like Cat Turd sometimes. Dude can be funny, but I think he's just old and spends a little bit too much time at the keyboard. Again, maybe a little ar arrogant. Why do Q people go so ballistic when you don't believe in Q? Some actually throw a huge fit, curse you out, unfollow, or block you. Why is it so important to them for you to believe it? Cat turd tweets here yesterday. Here's my question. Uh, why is it so important to you to tweet about it? Why do non-Q people go so ballistic when you bring it up? I don't know. You could just kind of flip that question around and Ask the same thing from the other angle. <laughs> At least in terms of myself, I don't give a shit if you believe in Q, whatever that means, right? Believe in Q or not. Uh, that's your right to have your own opinion and your own beliefs, right? What gets me heated and what I have a problem with is when people use false information or twisted wrong context to then bash people or bash a movement or clearly act like arrogant buffoons from that false information. Like if you want to bring up a logical, reasonable criticism, be my guest, go ahead. Sure, I could criticize some Q followers too, but I'm not going to use false information and dumb things to bash the whole movement. Okay, so I don't know. That's why I talk about these guys sometimes. Black pillin. And, okay, March 4th. Even the National Guard, they were surprised 
by how there were no QAnon-inspired protesters there. Meanwhile, Congress is asking for an extension request for the National Guard to be there. I think for another two months? Two friggin' months? 60 days. Despite the uh, unclear threat, as it's uh, (laughs) being called there, even by the National Guard and, like, the Pentagon, they're saying, the threat's unclear. We don't really have a threat. Meanwhile, they're uh, being asked to stay. Makes you wonder if the leadership, if there's actually a leadership in the swamp right now, if they're just nervous about, I don't know, being removed from D.C. They want their protection up for a little longer. Who's giving the orders? That's what I want to know. And now, okay, so we're, we're past March 4th. Nothing happened. All of the people who were, you know, promoting like something was going to happen that day for the last few months, they kind of look like fools. Seriously, go go watch some old videos from a lot of these, uh, oh, I don't know what to call them. It's like a network, a network of personalities that sprung out of nowhere these last few months. A bunch of, a bunch of them a couple months ago were pushing this whole March 4th thing. Yeah. Anyway, so now the mainstream media is switching up the date. Who are the real date pushers here? It's the media just trying to pull stuff out of their ass. And, and they're the ones moving the goalposts here. Let's be real. A lot of people that don't like Q and don't like Trump right now, it's not because of really Q or Trump. It's the mainstream media and a lot of the mind-screwing, keep it PG-13 here, mind-screwing that's being done by some of these injected anons in the uh, conspiracy alternative media world. Those are the ones who are causing the problems, okay? So it's very important to differentiate that right now, but... Look here, Newsweek, QAnon theorists switch date to March 20th after no Trump inauguration. Call the 4th a false flag. Who? Who is is switching the date on us to March 20th? Who are these QAnon theorists that have said this? I've heard literally nobody. You want to know who the, the one person who told the fake news media about March 20th now? Now it's all over the headlines, right? The one person was this dude. His name's Ken. And Ken might be a nice guy, but Ken apparently told a Washington Post reporter a few days ago that Trump is still in command of the military and Trump will be inaugurated again on March 20th. One guy. One guy. His name is Ken, apparently. That's what we're told. Mr. Ken. Ken thinks Trump's going to be inaugurated on March 20th. So what do we get from this one guy with that one belief? Oh my God, we got articles with that being the freaking headline. (laughs) You see, this is one reason why I go so hard against the dumb shit that people say within the alternative media world, within the Q movement, whatever you want to call it. A lot of great people. They want to find the truth out. They're starting to wake up. They're trying to figure out what's going on. Like, I will forever be grateful for Q and the movement. I'm still, you know, overall a big fan of it. But it has been infiltrated with some really dumb people trying to spread some really dumb claims. 
And there's a lot of people in there who are gullibly, naively, automatically believing it, just having blind faith and, you know, believing any shit they hear on the internet. And then they go spread that as fact. People out there are selling their theories, selling their speculations as facts, selling their snake oil, really. And then we got people eating that up and spreading it, right? So it's very important. It's very important to be very technical. And I'm not going to let up, okay? I'm not going to let up on these snake oil salesmen that are all over. Shoot, some of them are still on YouTube. Some of them are still on Instagram somehow. They're on BitShoot too. Got their Rumble channels going now. <laughs> I see you guys. Whole network of them. It's really weird. All right. Next tab. There's Kenny. Who's after Kenny? Oh, QAnon Shaman. Yeah, he's still in the, in the uh, news. Apparently his real name's Jacob Chansley, which I thought it was Jake and Jelly. So I guess this is his real, real name as opposed to his other real name. He did an interview with 60 Minutes yesterday. 60 Minutes. Let me just say, I don't think any real Q follower would uh, go do an interview with 60 Minutes. Kind of weird. But anyway, Mr. Shaman fella looks a whole lot different with a bald head rather than horns on his head, doesn't he? He goes and talks to 60 Minutes and speaks from jail, actually. <laughs> which, which made me laugh really, really hard because you remember you remember Jake Angeli went to uh, Austin Steinbart's one of his hearings, one of his court hearings. Remember Steinbart? Dude's in jail now. About a year ago, he tried to claim he was Q and came out with a bunch of weird freaking videos. But anyway, Austin Steinbart was like a psycho and got arrested. And now the guy that like went to meet Austin once at a court hearing of his, this guy, Jacob Chansley, is now speaking from jail. It's just funny to me. It's like, <laughs> oh, don't get that Stein shard on you. You'll end up in jail one day doing interviews from it. Uh, so let's move on here to our next tab. I don't know how much to say on that guy. He looks like an actor, doesn't he? Cuomo. Oh, no, for Cuomo. Governor Cuomo reportedly groomed ex-aide for sex and derailed her career. More accusers trying to meet to Cuomo. Very good to see his corrupt ass getting exposed, and it's great that they have the courage to come out. Now, here's my thought process on this, though. There is a hell of a lot of attention being given to this, and there's attention being given to it in the mainstream media. A lot of mainstream media attention. And there's more attention being given to this in the mainstream media than Cuomo's whole freaking nursing home fiasco, which is, I mean, they're both bad, both controversies. But, I mean, his nursing home fiasco, I mean, if he knowingly let thousands upon thousands of elderly people go to their deaths in these nursing homes and et cetera, et cetera. I'm wondering if they're trying to distract from that with all these accusers, right? And maybe, maybe the people behind Cuomo and all them, you know, the, the, the them, the them behind the scenes. I wonder if they're just throwing Cuomo under the bus 
And this could be a whole look here, not their tactic with these accusers. I don't know. But whatever. Whatever's the case. Uh, <laughs> I hear Cuomo's starting to get his emergency power stripped. And a lot of people both sides of the aisle are looking at him closely. Good. Get his ass out of there. Just don't replace him with somebody just as bad or worse. That's not good news. Let's see here. YouTube removing Trump's CPAC speech. So YouTube has gone to the lengths of removing Trump's CPAC speech that he gave last Sunday because clearly Trump was just going going balls to the wall, exposing the election fraud and you know talking all about that, naming every single Republican that voted to uh, impeach him by name. It was good. It was a good speech. And quite honestly, I was pretty surprised because I thought once he started going full bore into the election fraud, I was watching it live and I'm like, oh, I would not be surprised if YouTube pulled the plug on this live, like cut the feed. I think I was watching RSBN's feed of it and I'm like, I'd be surprised if this doesn't go down right now. And they left it up. They left it up for a couple of days, actually, but now it is gone. Here's the weird thing, though. So it was taken down from RSBN's channel. Here's their tweet about it. YouTube removed the CPAC Trump speech from RSBN. They even suspended RSBN's YouTube account for two weeks, so that sucks. But the weird thing is, is that there is selective removal going on with Trump's CPAC speech. All the channels on YouTube that have it up, RSBN got theirs removed. Channel striked. They can't do anything for two weeks. But I believe that mainstream media channels that have Trump's CPAC speech still up, I don't know if they've had theirs removed or have gotten any strikes or anything like that. So what? What's the what's the deal? Might be a very good piece of data to check out see if one of those like a like a cnn or an nbc or maybe a wapo channel still has theirs up and then i wonder if that could be used in a lawsuit rsbn take note see if any other channels have it up and if you're being politically targeted so uh moving on from that youtube ceo saying trump's suspension on youtube one note before we start talking about this. Some people are still confused thinking that Trump is posting on Gab or somewhere else or something like that now. Um, as far as I know, Trump officially, publicly, is not on any social media. So just reiterating that for some people out there that might be confused. That Trump account that's on Gab that has the blue check mark and it looks like him, that's just a mirror feed that was mirroring his posts. So, you know... If Trump was actually posting on Gab directly himself, you know, Andrew Torbo would be, he'd be telling everybody about that. So <laughs> anyway, YouTube saying that Trump's suspension to last until violence risk decreases. Are you kidding me? What what violence risk? Whoa, whoa. Who, who's been in DC? All of the, all of the nobody. All of the National Guardsmen, they're like the only people there. Huh. So, Susan Watwashkiki. Watwashkiki. Am I getting that right? 
I, I don't want to get it right. I have no respect for that woman. Wah, wash, kiki. She sucks. Um, hey, if Trump gets his channel back, though, like you think he can help? Maybe a couple dozen of us? Uh, it'd, be, it'd be nice to get back on there. Don't have to, but, you know. Huh. They're just moving the goalposts with that. And uh, now getting into this whole mask debate. So we've got Texas. We've got actually a lot of states are finally starting to uh, undo their mandatory mask policies. Texas, obviously. Arizona, I think they're starting to get back up to full capacity and remove their statewide mandatory mask mandates. Like, it's good. Granted, these guys, you know, let's not give the governor of Texas too much of a round of applause because who instituted the statewide mandatory mask policy in the first place? The Texas governor. So now he's undoing his own stupid rule. Finally, about time. But Joe Biden calling state's decision to end mask mandates. Neanderthal thinking. <laughs> oh, God. When, when, uh, when a man that has pretty much advanced stage dementia tells you that you're thinking like a Neanderthal, that's just... That's just golden. Golden. Neanderthal thinking. <laughs> Who knows, man? I don't know. I'm so sick of this mask-wearing BS. I don't wear my mask. I, I'm going to the store. I grab a hand basket. I walk quick, so they're not going to catch up to me anyway. I get that uh, resting dick face going on, so they don't want to talk to me anyway. And then I go through self-checkout. It's a great process. Like, I, I don't wear a mask at all. <laughs> it's easy. And you still see, see people wearing double masks. Like, you wonder what's going to get to them. I don't know. I don't know. But this whole Biden, this whole Biden dealio with his administration, it's just every day that goes by, more and more of a shit show. More and more hypocrisy being exposed with whatever topic it is, whether it's immigration, whether it's the economy, whether it's foreign policy, war, whether it's his handling of this whole scamdemic. Every single day, people are seeing the hypocrisies mount up and starting to question. All right? They're, they're starting to question, which is fantastic. You know, you don't know you got all the Biden voters out there that are regret regretting their Biden vote. And you got all the people that went to get their vaccines that are like, oh shit, I shouldn't have done that because they're not feeling good the day later. And they might not even go back for their, their second round, but they regret it too. Like who's regretting what more the Biden voters regretting voting for Biden or the people that got their vaccine regretting getting that vaccine. I don't know. But as we were told, sometimes you have to walk, through the dark before you see the light. Sometimes you gotta you gotta show the people how messed up stuff is. And you can't like you can't force them to see. They have to choose to see themselves. And it sucks, but we're going through that right now. And you hope, you hope too many people don't get hurt by the vaccine or you know screwed over by something Biden does. But hey man. Hey man. 
Okay, now getting into big tech and a little bit of the vaccine talk here too. So Twitter is starting to introduce a whole lot more uh, censorship in terms of vaccines. They're really upping the ante on it. Twitter putting a lot of different labels. You know, they love those little labels that they put under tweets that they find misleading or misinformation. So they're doing that. Facebook has also been taking down a lot more content. Facebook's removing groups. One of the pages that Facebook removed as well was the NVIC, the National Vaccine Information Center, which I think you can go to nvic.org. Let me make sure that that is the correct URL for it. And looks like it... I'm not sure. It's coming up slow. And anyway, National Vaccine Information Center. Great information on vaccines. NVIC.org. Yes, that's it. You can go to their website. Um, yeah, they got wrecked. They got totally unpersoned by Facebook and Twitter. They're really trying hard to sell these vaccines. It's it's uh, it's crazy what's happening. It's also crazy what's happening in other countries, especially the countries right now that are trying to institute their their vaccine cards, like Israel. Israel's the country in the world that's leading that mandatory vaccine push, and they have their green pass. I think the European Union is looking at instituting a green pass, so you can't travel or you can't go to the movie theaters or go out to certain places unless you actually show that green pass, a card, or I think they're trying to make it digital, like on your phone. Like, uh, no, no, nope, nope, no, 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 hell no. That's not going to be happening in my neck of the woods. Absolutely not. And uh, try it, like try it in America. I dare any of these businesses to try to institute mandatory vaccinations for their employees or their customers they're just going to lose so much business all kinds of business it's just ah <laughs> uh, damn all right next up fauci good old fa fraud chi check it out the daughter of fauci works at twitter yes i haven't heard of this before maybe this piece, uh, this piece of data has been going around for a while. New to me, though, Allison Fauci has worked at Twitter for seven years. Seven. <laughs> maybe, maybe she was personally removing all those tweets of mine when I was calling for uh, chlorine dioxide to be used as a COVID cure. Because it can. It'd be an easy treatment, super cheap, super effective can kill all kinds of viruses. And I had, oh man, it must have been at least two dozen tweets. I was locked out of my account at least a dozen times for each time it was like 12 hours, but for a total of like, I don't know, a week or two or something. I had so many tweets removed about chlorine dioxide. It was crazy. It's like every other day they were getting reported. Maybe she was the one doing it, sitting there, delete, delete, delete. I don't know. I'm just joking. But what a what a small world. What a you know, as George Carlin would say, it's a big club and you ain't in it. You are not 
in it, and I'm not in it. I don't even want to be in it. I want that club exposed. I see some people talking in the comments here, bringing up hydroxychloroquine, HCQ. Um, HCQ would work. We obviously all pretty well know about HCQ and all that censorship that happened, but chlorine dioxide is different than HCQ. Very different things. I was censored a lot for talking about chlorine dioxide. Uh, other people were censored for HCQ, but you know, any treatment, any treatment, any possibility for treating COVID has been super duper suppressed and super duper censored. And the reason why is because, well, many reasons. Main reason is that if we had any alternative, they wouldn't be able to sell their vaccines, get the emergency authorization for the vaccines. One stipulation for that is not having any alternatives. So they got to get those alternatives out of the picture, brush them under the rug, shut up anybody talking about them so they can get those emergency authorizations for the vaccine. Okay, onward from that. Let's talk SpaceX. Let's get, in, let's get now into some space talk. Cue all the... Uh, Flat Earth shills in the comments. They're about to wake up. Or maybe all the uh, aliens or demons people. <laughs> oh, two of the shills that attack me the most. Anyway, let's talk about SpaceX's rocket blowing up. Their, their BFR, their big friggin' rocket, shoots off, lands, and then a couple minutes later, blows up. This was pretty... Uh, it was pretty funny to see how everybody on the internet, as soon as it landed, they all got excited and it started going viral. Test was a success. Test was a success. And then five minutes later, just... <laughs> and then that that one didn't go so viral so quick. People were like, oh, oh. But this just goes to show you, you know, my my two cents on this. For some reason, it's a penny for your thoughts, but when you offer your thoughts, it's putting your two cents in. I don't know. It doesn't add up. But it's about time. It is about time that we move past rockets for our really long-distance travel technology, space-faring technology, even traveling on this planet, right? Airplanes are basically using rockets to propel them man that that it's it's a hundred years old we've been doing this for a hundred years now using controlled explosions to propel something it's basically a glorified bullet that's what a rocket is and that's what even jet engines are yeah yeah they're fancier they're higher tech blah 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 but you know they're they're controlling an explosive fuel to thrust one way propel the object another way it's so it's so ancient. It's our it's our grandpa's technology. It's our great grandpa's technology. Like if there was honest if there was honest development of technology in our society, the last 100 years would have been it would have been exponential. But with certain industries and certain sectors, there's been not even a linear growth. It's been like flatlined. Yeah, you got the bells and whistles, some stuff's more computerized, et cetera, et cetera, but it's still rocket fuel, man. You know, 
70 years ago, we could have been using electricity to propel our vehicles. Electrostatics. Simple as that. You get you get your electromagnetic fields, you know, pulsing at a certain voltage and at a certain uh, resonance. You can counteract gravity, whatever gravity is. You can counteract that and make stuff levitate. T. Townsend Brown, the John Hutchison effect. A lot of you might be familiar with that one. I hope you are. You should definitely be familiar with Thomas Townsend Brown. Uh, others as well. I think John Searle. There's another name to look up. John Searle, Victor Schauberger. All these guys, you know, even Tesla. Nikola Tesla is working on his dynamic theory of gravity. So oh, we could just be so far beyond and still working with rockets. Every single time I see this, I'm like, come on, man. Come on. And a few other things having to do with space in the news. And the news, mainstream media, they're starting to get into, you know, pushing the envelope with some of the aliens, some of the UFO stuff. So we had this come out of Reuters. This one was yesterday. They're, they're saying an alien super Earth may offer clues about atmospheres on distant worlds. Like, big whoop, nothing, nothing really special about this. But whenever I see... Whenever I see articles in the mainstream media talking about uh, whether it's like fast radio bursts or alien worlds or alien microbes or something like that, it's like it's a prime, it's a prep, a prep article because maybe within the next few weeks they're going to start up in the ante and who knows, coming out with some other stuff out of the media. So it's like they're, it's like they're priming people, getting that in their, into their consciousness. Uh, here's this one as well. Brown's quarterback. That's, uh, that's not him on the screen there, but Brown's quarterback. He's an NFL quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Him and his wife reported a UFO sighting in, uh, in Texas. So, you know, interesting there. Baker Mayfield saying that mainstream media eating that up. A lot more celebrities are open to, uh, talking about these subjects lately, whether it's a, a sports person or like a singer or an actress or whatnot, which is cool. Don't get me wrong. It's cool that people are talking about these subjects more, but what's happening is that the controllers of the media, right? Who the people who send out the narratives to the mainstream media, the who knows the CIA or whatever deep state networks behind them, uh, they use these instances of people getting more open to talking about these things, and then they'll have the media write articles about it, and then they'll pump their gatekeepers or their narrative managers, or you know, they'll bring some super diet woke half truths into the picture. So you you always got to be careful about that. Like in any article, they'll start talking about the freaking Tom DeLonge's group those same ufo videos that we've seen like a million times the black and white ones it's like come, come on you're not gonna get disclosure from the mainstream media let's be real and we're not gonna get disclosure from like logan paul podcasts huh <laughs> check this out so logan paul that guy that guy 
He's got a YouTube channel. Looks like near 3 million subscribers. He's got a podcast that gets some play. It's not as big as Joe Rogan, but it's still, you know, he's still a uh, pretty big with the younger crowd. Anyway, he had James Fox on his show yesterday to talk about UFOs and aliens and, and stuff like that. It's got uh, 300,000 views, looks like, in the first 24 hours. Now, if you're not familiar with James Fox, he is a director that makes documentaries about ufos his latest documentary you might have seen this one around is called the phenomenon and it is yeah talking talking about like diet woke man talk about managing the narratives in a really like sort of watered down way don't know if he made this documentary purposefully like that but all it talks about is the Oh, the New York Times putting out these UFO videos from 2017 and like interviews the people associated with that. It's like it's more watered down, whitewashed disclosure. And this phenomenon documentary had Harry Reid in it, John Podesta. Wonderful. I'm getting lectured about aliens from John friggin' Podesta. It had New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson in it. Like, oh, great. That Bill Richardson, the one who, uh, you know, while Bill Richardson was governor of New Mexico, that's when Jeffrey Epstein had his big mansion there. And Bill Richardson has been accused by some of the same accusers that were accusing Jeffrey Epstein of doing certain things. So, ugh, ugh, why the hell would I want to watch that documentary? So you, you kind of uh, get a... Get a view there of what angle that doc might be having. Well, James Fox, the guy that made that documentary, was on this Logan Paul podcast yesterday. So you can see, you know, it's just more and more is coming out. They're like continually, continuously trying to push the uh, envelope here. And it really makes you wonder what's, you know, what's in store in the next couple of months. Like they're really, they're really going to come out with some, some big push of articles and, I see some people in the comments right now. They're talking about the whole, what, fake alien invasion thing. Uh, there's one right there. If y'all are on Twitch, I can show your comments on the Twitch screen, which is pretty cool. If you're on DLive, I just have to like give you a shout out and say, uh, say your comment into the mic. But uh, I- I'm not really into the whole blue beam, fake alien invasion stuff. I think that's kind of just like a clickbait thing. Like that's that's the first thing a bunch of people go to when talking about UFOs or extraterrestrial life. It's like, oh, blue beam, oh, fake alien invasion. And it's tough to have logical conversations when that's the first thing that people go to. It's like they're so scared or or something like that that they revert to those things. Plus, when you uh yeah, somebody on D Live said Logan Paul of all people should not be talking about UFOs. <laughs> that that's a very I'm sure that was a very low IQ conversation for sure. And uh, also with the whole blue beam fake alien invasion thing, in my opinion, it's uh, it's a psyop about a psyop, right? So the, the blue beam thing is like, they try to say it's a psyop for fake alien invasion. And all the people that I've seen really talk about Project Blue Beam for the last few years, they raise all kinds of red flags to me. I'm like, they're probably controlled opposition in some way. So that's why I say 
it's like a way that people just try to gain clicks or maybe some sort of fake credibility. You know, so I, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be that. I think it's going to be different, you know. But Zero Hedge here put out a really good article. Um, and I like the way they framed the question. Are the recent UFO disclosures setting us up for a mass deception of epic, epic proportions? Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been saying that for the last three years, you know? And what they're setting us up for, it's not blue beam or a fake invasion. It's, it's kind of a lot more boring than that, but it's a lot more, it, it, they're messing with your mind even more than that. They don't have to do anything fancy. All they're doing is showing some old grainy black and white videos on CNN and Fox News. But what they're doing is they're setting up their gatekeepers, right? Who has been doing these interviews with CNN or even on Fox News? Who are the people that they're setting up as the gatekeepers to manage these narratives with, right? Who are the people being featured in these mainstream media articles anytime they talk about UFOs? And then what else are these people talking about, okay? I hate to say it, but Sarah Carter, I love Sarah Carter. She does great reporting, but the she's been talking about UFOs more lately on her podcast, but the dude she's having on is Lou Elizondo. And oh man, what was, why did James Clapper get Lou Elizondo into the Pentagon about oh, 10, 15 years ago? Why is James Clapper like an old, old cohort of Lou Elizondo, right? Tell Sarah Carter about that. <laughs> I don't know if she knows about that. She might, she might not, but you know, I just, I just want the mainstream media to, well, of course the mainstream media is not going to do it, but some of these talking heads like Sarah Carter or Tucker Carlson that are starting to get into the UFO subject, but they continuously have these like boring people on their shows that all have the same rhetoric, right? Comment on uh, on Twitch here says, Bob Lazar, uh, just look at who promotes Bob Lazar. I'm not saying Bob Lazar is not legit. What I'm saying is I'm pretty sure his testimony is being used to set up those gatekeepers, right? You got Bob Lazar on Joe Rogan. Great, Joe Rogan. <laughs> you got Bob Lazar's book being printed by Tom DeLong's To The Stars Academy group. Like, huh, great. See, you know? Some people get on my case sometimes, like being being too, I don't want to say positive and negative because that it's not a good way to frame things. Positive and negative is, it's subjective, right? That's simpleton thinking, to think in terms of po positive and negative. But they get on my case for being like, Jordan, why? You think everybody's full of shit, don't you? You don't trust anybody. And I'm over here like, I, you should be careful with everybody. <laughs> like if somebody's being promoted, especially in the mainstream media, but even in the alternative media, you got all these like networks of people blowing smoke up each other's asses. Uh, you should be careful, man. I'm just over here being the person trying to be the voice of reason, trying to be the voice of reason. Like be careful, be careful. Don't trust everything. This person says they might put out some good information here and there, but be careful, be careful. Like, <laughs> trust me, I've learned the hard way about how full of shit some people are and how somebody can be so good with these topics, but then really try to screw you over here. And man, 
there's a lot of people peddling snake oil, whether it's in the Q movement, whether it's in the UFO movement. Like I have been, I have been completely pretty much ostracized out of the UFO community. None of them like me anymore because I, I call them on their shit. And even in the Q movement, like <laughs> just wait, just you wait, guys. I'm going to be putting out some videos talking about some things that it's going to ruffle some jimmies. That's for sure. But it needs to be done. Like when I don't see people asking necessary questions about talking heads that are getting really popular, but they got all kind of red flags around them, then I'll say those questions. So sorry, guys. <laughs> Someone's got to do it, but I'm not here to, I'm not here to sugarcoat disclosure for you or claim that I have any secret intel or secret insiders, or I'm not here to, you know, give you some bullshit rhetoric. Like whatever I claim, I'm going to bring some receipts for, show you the evidence of it. If I'm claiming something that I'm not confident in being fact, I'm going to damn well tell you it's a speculation of mine or just a theory. So yeah, just be careful, you know, really listen close. I'm not here to tell you who not to listen to. I think some people get that confused. They think I'm some divider that's trying to tell you not to listen to people. Not at all. No. What I'm telling you to do is listen closer or listen to more of these people's shit. Because if you listen to somebody long enough, you'll start to hear how they contradict themselves, right? Or you'll hear how they make a claim and two, mo two months later that claim doesn't come true, but they just totally forget it. Like, they try to bank on people's short attention spans these days. So they won't say anything about that. But yet two months ago, three months ago, they might've been totally bullshitting you about something that never happened. So yeah, you gotta be careful, guys. I see some people bringing up some good names in the D Live chat, some names of people who I think are full of shit, but I'm not gonna name any names right now. I'm gonna save that for later. But again, guys, just listen closer. Ask questions. How... How is this person I'm listening to right now so confident of that? I hear people all the time saying saying that they know exactly what Trump's doing or Trump's thinking or what the White Hats are doing behind the scenes. And I'm just like, really now? Really? Really? Am I supposed to believe that from you, Mr. Dude on your BitChute channel or your or your YouTube channel? Somehow having your inside connects, yet you're you're still on YouTube. Like <laughs> I don't know, man, but okay. I think I've talked your guys' ear off enough here. Uh, appreciate you if you're still watching this, watching live on Twitch, DLive. I'll get it working on Foxhole. Um, go get Foxhole. I might be live streaming there this weekend. And then I will be uploading the replay of this to BitChute, Rumble, Gab TV, and Odyssey. And then also my own website, my own streaming website, jordansather.tv. And if you guys want to support, you can find out how to do that on my website. No Cash App, no PayPal, no Venmo, no Patreon. Patreon deplatform me too. Um, no T-shirts. Those T-shirt websites removed me too. <laughs> There's been a lot of them. Um, yeah, you can find ways how to do that on my website. So, Or in the description below. There'll be some links there. Uh, wherever you're watching this, there should be links right below this video. So thanks, guys. Appreciate you. I'll be back live streaming on Monday, Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific will be the next one. And then there'll be some more videos coming to all those channels I just mentioned over the weekend. So have a good weekend, everybody. Take care. See you next time.